Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Thursday Thoughts. I hope this podcast finds you well, and I hope you are all having a wonderful day, week, whichever one you want to hear. I hope you guys are all doing absolutely wonderful. So again, I've had a little bit of break in doing these podcasts, and I apologize for that. Um, I've been having some technical difficulties here with my podcast equipment, and I finally kind of figured out what it is. Um, and so I'm finally able to get started again, and you know, Lord willing, I'm going to be able to stay consistent from here on out. So that's what I'm going to be trying to do. And so thank you for taking the time to join, whether it's from Apple or Spotify or some other podcast app that uh, you found this podcast on. But thank you again. I want this podcast to be a resource for for people of faith, uh, wherever you are, and just some stuff for everyday life. And today, well, the past this whole new season, like I said, it's been a while since I've done it consistently, but at the beginning of 2022, I started a new season of Thursday Thoughts, and I was specifically talking about discipleship, um, talking about what it means to be a disciple. What does it look like to live for Christ? What does it look like to be a Christian, basically? And so we've done about, ah, I think, like six, five to six episodes of this new season, and so we're going to pick back up with that here. Um, Before we really dive in, I also want to take a moment to say that I'm also going to get back to doing my videos that I used to post on Facebook. I know I've had a lot of comments from people that they really enjoyed watching the videos on Facebook, because I under, not everyone, you know, likes just listening to a recording like a podcast uh, and so some people like seeing it and watching and listening that way um, and a lot of you who probably found this podcast probably were first listening to my Thursday thoughts whenever I was just posting videos on Facebook and stuff but um, however you have found this podcast and whether you like listening to a podcast or watching a video I'm gonna I'm going to start making it available on both platforms, both styles. That way, I can reach more people, Lord willing, and that more people can hear uh, God's word and the message that He is trying to send people through me. Anyway, sorry, that's a very long introduction. So, with that being said, let's get started. So, again, we're talking about discipleship, and so today I wanted to just take some time to talk about life in the spirit life in the spirit a a disciple lives life in the spirit and well what is life in the spirit well we're going to we're going to talk about that today but i want to read something from romans chapter 8 Starting in verse 1, Romans chapter 8 reads, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free, free in Christ from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do by sending his Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin 
He condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, Although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And I could keep going. Uh, Romans 8 is a beautiful chapter, but I just wanted to kind of read this first part. This is a lot. And we'll kind of break this up. And so, if you've listened to my Thursday thoughts before, or, um, uh, yeah, I believe I talked about it in an episode, uh, not, well, it's been a while now, but I think it was here in season two, talking about how, you know, we don't have to be perfect, we just have to do our best and stuff like that. In Romans chapter seven, Paul's writing, he, he had been writing about how, you know, he knows what he ought to do, but he just doesn't have the strength to carry out. Like he like he knows the right thing, but he still struggles to do it. And then I love Romans 8.1. Romans 8.1 just comes right out that, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, which is a big encouragement for me and hopefully for all of us. Because the for the law of the spirit of life has set you free. The law of the Spirit has set us free. The new era of Christ has set us free. Because Jesus Christ, he has separated us from the law of sin and death. Because Jesus defeated sin and death. For God has done through Jesus what the law could not do. Jesus came down and lived a perfect life and died for us. And so, what does it mean to live life in the Spirit? You know, that's kind of describing how, like, what is the Spirit? Well, the Spirit is living in Jesus Christ. That's that's the life of the Spirit. And so, uh, we're going to go look at another passage here in a second, but I want to keep looking at Romans 8. Starting in verse 5 of Romans 8, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. So, flesh and Spirit, we know that fleshly things, material things are like, you know, being worried about, say, you know, I'm always worried about money. I'm always worried about my job. I'm always worried about um, my stuff, buying everything I can, going on that expensive vacation, worrying about stuff and the things that wor- the world worries about. But living life in the Spirit is more focused on things of the Spirit, which is doing things the Jesus way, as I would say. Be like... Loving other people, spreading the gospel, uh, treating others the way you want to be treated, you know, insert any example of Jesus into that. And that's what life in the Spirit is. 
And because when we set our mind on things of the flesh, Paul tells us here in Romans 8, 6, that to to set our mind on the flesh is death. Because whenever we just focus on worldly things, we're not going to take care of our spirit. And our worldly stuff, all of it's going to pass away. One day it's all going to fade and go back to dust and be scorched up and we're going to be no more. But the spirit will live on. That's why he says, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So it's life because our spirit will live after this life. And we will go to one of two destinations. But it's peace because when you live life in the spirit, the reason I believe he says peace is because God supplies the peace that passes understanding. God helps us realize whenever we live life in the spirit that the things here don't have a permanent value. I'm not going to say things here don't matter because the way we live our life here does matter and it influences the next life, but where we will end up in the next life, I should say. But it's peace because when you live life according to the Spirit, when you walk in the Spirit, when you live for Jesus and live as a Christ-like example, He will take care of you and you know that the eternity after this life, you know where you're going to be going and you know what's going to happen for you. It's a peaceful feeling. And I think it's really important to note that the mind that is set on flesh is hostile to God because it doesn't submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So whenever we're so focused on worldly things, material things, and focused on just the things that people in the world worry about, we're probably not going to be submitting to God's law, and we're going to be hostile to God, because whenever I'm worrying about making money, or making sure I make it to that party, or and you know that party's right after church service, so I'm not going to go to the to the event after church, but I'm going to go to the party instead, you know, that's that's contrary to what God wants. God wants us to choose him always. Even that means sacrifice. Jesus came here and sacrificed his life for us. Jesus sacrificed a lot for us. He sacrificed being beside God in heaven, being, you know, he was with God in heaven, but he chose to sacrifice that and come down here to earth for a little while to live and die and sacrifice himself again for us. So we too, as Christians, if we're going to be Christ-like, we need to expect to sacrifice things. Sacrifice maybe time, sacrifice maybe some of the things that we'd like to do for the things that we need to do. Because if we're in the flesh, we cannot please God. Because when we're worried about things of the flesh, the spirit gets pushed aside and we don't think about it. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. So how do you know if the spirit of God uh, dwells in you? And uh, real quick, uh, in verse 9, Paul also says, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Well, how do you know if you have the spirit? Well, Acts 2.38, I think, is pretty clear on that, right? Peter says at Pentecost, he says, um, if you believe, you know, for all of you who believe, um, repent. I'm sorry, I'm having to 
get my memory turning here. Right. Peter says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit. So, bam. That's how you know if you've received the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you haven't been baptized into Christ, then you have not received the gift of the Holy Spirit. If you've not been washed for the forgiveness of your sins, then you have not received the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's the only evidence in the Bible where you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit is after you have been washed. So, if we're not Christ's, then the Spirit does not dwell in us. But if we do belong to Christ and have been baptized, then the Spirit of God does dwell in us. And with that, even though our body may be dead because of sin, the Spirit is alive because of the righteousness of Christ. Right? And then if we have the Spirit, the same Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead, then we will also have life from the Spirit who dwells in us. So we need to make sure that we're living life according to the Spirit. A disciple lives life according to the Spirit, not according to the flesh. Paul also talks about in Galatians 5, Paul says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. So here we're going to start talking about what does it look like to live life in the Spirit, and what does it look like to live life in the flesh. And the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. See, I think that's a key word. A lot of times the flesh is the thing, are the things that we want to do, but we need to live by the Spirit, which are the things that we need to do. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. So this is life in the flesh. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that's what life in the flesh looks like. You know, we see these things all throughout the world today. Sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, those are huge Idolatry, I think, is big. I don't think our, especially here in the Western culture, I don't think we realize how much we idolize things. I think of these big athletes these days and how much kids basically idolize these athletes and want to be just like them, and they basically worship them. They buy their shoes, and they do everything that those athletes do. And we're sending a bad message to the young people by doing things like that. You know, strife, jealousy. How many of you guys are jealous? Whenever you feel yourself getting jealous, then you're allowing the flesh to work in you and not the spirit. Fits of anger. That one talks to me a lot. You know, not making sure that I don't just be irrationally angry. Rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness. Our society is a heavy drinking culture. Orgies and things like these. And it's clear, Paul says here in Galatians 5.21, that those who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that's life in the flesh. Those are the things that kind of are evident with life in the flesh. So here's life in the spirit. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So when we live life in the Spirit and we belong to Jesus Christ, like Paul was saying in Romans 8 and here in Galatians 5, we have to crucify the flesh with its desires. We can't live according to the flesh and please God. No one can. Paul says that in Romans 8. And then Paul says here in Galatians 5, if we live according to such things in the flesh, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so we need to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. We need to walk life in the Spirit. So how do I know if I'm walking life in the Spirit? Well, the fruit of the Spirit is this. Love. So if you're walking in the Spirit, you will have love. You'll have joy. You'll have peace. You'll have patience. You'll have kindness. You'll have goodness, you'll have faithfulness, you'll have gentleness, and you'll have self-control. That's how you'll know if you're living life in the Spirit. Are those characteristics, those nine characteristics, evident in your life? If they are, then I'd say, and they're pretty obviously, if they're pretty obviously seen and noticeable, then you are living life in the Spirit. But if you are not... If those things aren't obvious in your life, then I would say maybe there's an area that we need to work on. And it's not that you're going to be perfect in this all the time. You know, as a disciple, again, we have to realize that we're not perfect, that we sin and that we make mistakes. But we have a chance. We have a chance if we keep trying and we keep pushing and we keep doing our best to live life in the spirit that the grace of God, the mercy of God will save us. So, as we're wrapping up, I want you guys to think about living life in the Spirit versus living life in the flesh, and evaluate yourself. Do you think you're living your life in the Spirit, or do you think you're living your life in the flesh? And evaluate yourself honestly, and think about what you're doing. I think about, you know, I tried to make the fruit of the Spirit evident in my life all the time. I try. And sometimes, you know, I have my really good days and I have my really bad days. You know, there's some days I mess up and sin. And just if you mess up one time, that doesn't mean you're completely out of step with the Spirit. It just means you need to kind of repent and come back. You know, and I have to do that a lot. You know, we all do. Because no one's perfect. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. So, read through Romans 8. And especially Romans 8 is such a beautiful passage. Um, read through Romans 8 and see what life in the Spirit looks like. And then come back here to Galatians 5, 16 through the end of the chapter and read about keeping in step with the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. We need to walk by the Spirit, right? If we're going to live by the Spirit, we have to keep in step with the Spirit, which means doing the things that God would have us to do. So, as we are... Wrapping up, I want to again encourage you to um, reach out to me. Um, um, I'll leave my email in the show notes again. And I'm going to be posting the video version of this podcast on my Facebook page and maybe like an IG video on Instagram or something. So if you see me on social media, you can also listen to it that way. I just want to create... A 
I want to create a service. I'll say it that way. I want to try to provide a service for people who hear this or watch my videos or whatever they do so that they can be encouraged as much as possible and hear God's word in whatever way they can learn and listen best. And so with that being said, again, my email will be in the show notes. So if you have any questions, email me. Um, and I'm going to get back to doing this every Thursday, I promise. I hope you guys all have a wonderful rest of your day. And again, thank you for joining us for Thursday Thoughts. And I look forward to discussing things with you again next week. Thank you.